0: you turn to me also to chapter 14. We read in verses 24 to 30 in chapter 14 of Numbers as well. Chapter 14, we read verses 24 to 30. And the Bible says, "...of my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwell in the valley. Tomorrow turn you and get you into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea." And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell, Therein saved Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Why not you look back with me at verse 24 again? Uh, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land wherein he went, and his seed shall possess it. Uh, tell my message tonight is following God fully, or are you following God fully? Uh, Twelve spies of Israel sent out to search the land of Canaan, They were not sent out to determine if they thought Israel could possess it. They were already supposed to possess it. They were just sent out to get a report of the land and report back about findings of the land. They weren't, gonna, they weren't sent out as a committee to determine if they should go and possess the land. God had already said they were going to possess the land. They were sent out to give a report about what the land was like. So the ten spies took their eyes off of God, though. When they went out there to the land, they took their eyes off of God, started seeing everything around, and they started getting scared, started thinking, there's no way we can, no way we can take this land. So they took their eyes off God. They had already forgotten the mighty miracles God had done for them to get them to this point. They failed to realize they did not have to take the land alone. They weren't going to have to take the land. God was going to help them take the land. They did not have to fight to fight alone. They would be marching into the land by God's direction. They'd be marching into the land with God's help. Caleb and Joshua, on the other hand, did not forget the mighty God they served. In our text, we see what was written about Caleb, that he followed God fully. He followed God fully. So Caleb followed the Lord fully. Wouldn't that be a great thing to have on our tombstone? That he followed God fully, or brother and so and so followed God fully. Wouldn't that be great to have that even spoken of us now? Saying, "Oh, that's that's uh, brother so and so. He follows God fully. He's always all in, all in for the guy. He follows God fully." Or Have that said about uh, anybody in this room? Wouldn't it be great to have that spoken about us, or have that spoken about us after we have passed? So, Jake, or excuse me, Caleb followed God fully. And now for several thousand years later, we still hear that testimony about Caleb, that he followed God fully. So he's still, by his life, by his testimony, he's still being able to minister because he followed God fully. He's still being able to have an effect on people's eyes because thousands of years ago, Caleb followed God fully. We can still learn from it. We can still apply it to our lives. So that shows that we need to make sure we are following God fully so we can set that example to our family, to our descendants after us, like, uh, yeah, you haven't met him, son, but your grandfather, he was really all in for the Lord. He followed God fully. And tell him, our grandchildren, about that and about the great example that would be. So we need to keep that in mind and be able to set that example of following God fully. So what about you? Are you following God fully tonight? Could that be said about you right now that you are following God fully? Are you following God fully? So what we just read, though, what we just read is a very familiar account in the Bible about the 12 spies of Israel. They were sent to spy out the land of Canaan. They spent 40 days searching out the land. And they brought back good reports, and they brought back some bad reports. They brought word that it was a land of milk and honey, but they also brought back word it was a land occupied by strong giants. So ten of the spies, with their bad report, overwhelmed the people of Israel. But only Joshua and Caleb had confidence in the Lord. Numbers fourteen six through 9 says, if you want to look there, Numbers fourteen six 9 says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land, and give it to us, and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their difference, their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. So only Joshua and Caleb had confidence in the Lord. I, I have to, uh, I chuckled a bit when uh, um, Brother Hahn this morning uh, said he printed it up so he can read it better. I have to print it up, too, so I can read it better. And I'm you know, only 40, so it's, it's, or 42, I guess now. So, but I need to be able to see it better already, too. So I'm, always, I'm already having to print up so I can see things better. But the Bible here listed the bad report, the bad report, the people listen, excuse me, the people listen to the bad report of the ten spies and spent another 40 years as a result of that wandering in the wilderness. So which advice do you follow? Do you follow the advice of worldly Christians or of this worldly people in general? Or would, you want, would it be better to follow advice of good Christians you can count on to give you good, solid, biblical advice? They followed the wrong advice, and it cost them dearly. They followed the wrong advice, and it cost them 40 years in the wilderness. They followed the wrong advice, and it cost them their lives eventually. But if they would follow the good advice, the good counsel, they would have been entered into the promised land. So we need to make sure, we need to watch who we're listening to, need to watch who we're getting advice from, need to watch who we're associating with and getting information from, need to make sure we're getting the right advice, associating with the right kind of people, so we can have the right, lead the right kind of life and be influenced in the right direction. So only Joshua and Caleb were spared from the plague of death, cast upon all those in the camp that were 20 years of age and older, because because they were heeded the bad and faithless report of the land. Numbers 14.38 says, But Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephna, which were of the men that went to search the land, lived still. So first point tonight, why was Caleb spared? Why was Caleb spared? Why didn't Caleb suffer that death? Why was Caleb spared? The Lord tells us because, look back in Numbers 14.24, Hath followed me fully. Hath followed me fully. So Caleb was spared because he was following the Lord fully. Other similar statements were made about Caleb in uh, Numbers 32, Deuteronomy 1, and Joshua 14 all make similar references to Caleb about him following God fully. So what a wonderful testimony Caleb had. Everyone knew where Caleb stood. They always knew he would be on the Lord's side, faithfully serving the Lord fully with his life. Can people say that about you, that they always know they can always count on you to be on the Lord's side? They can always count on you to be faithful, that you're not staggering, that you're not going to stagger or not, that you're going to be there Faithfully serving the Lord. Do people always, can people count on you? People could count on Caleb. They can count on Caleb to be there. They can count on Caleb to be faithful. They can count on Caleb to be fully following the Lord at all times. Can people count on us that way? Do people always know where you will be at? Can it be spoken about you that you are following the Lord fully? To have this statement said about us should be our goal. We should strive to be known, to be, be known as following the Lord fully in all aspects of our life. Leave nothing unsurrendered to the Lord in your life. Give your whole life fully over to his control and to his leading. And may the words of a familiar song, I surrender all, be true of our lives. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. In his presence daily live. Can we honestly recite those lines? When we're singing that song, are we being honest? Do we honestly say, can we honestly say, all to Jesus I have surrendered And all to him I have freely given. I will ever love and trust him. In his presence daily live. Can we honestly say that about ourselves? So next point, what does following the Lord fully involve? What does following the Lord fully involve? First thing it is to follow Jesus all of your days. Follow Jesus all of your days. It does not necessarily mean... You will do a perfect job. It does not necessarily mean you won't stumble from time to time. It doesn't mean any of that, but it means that your, your main projector, the main path of your life is Jesus-centered, and you're following Him. You're going towards Him your entire life. You're following Jesus all of your days. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to stumble. We're all going to fall from time to time. But do we get right back up? Do we keep trying? Do we keep moving to the Lord? What does it mean to follow the Lord fully? It is to follow Jesus all of your days. Matthew 22, 37 tells us, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Are you loving the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind? Are you following God fully? Such was the case with Caleb. He followed the Lord in the wilderness, and 45 years later he was still following the Lord in the land of Canaan. Joshua 14, chapter 14, verses 7 through 10, tells us 40. This is Caleb talking. He says, forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses sware on that day, saying, and surely the land wherein thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children's forever.'" Because thou hast wholly followed the Lord thy God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. And he said, These forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, for now, for now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. Or he's eighty-five years old. And he said, The entire time I have wholly followed the Lord. I have followed the Lord fully. Wouldn't that be a great testimony to be nearing the end of your life and be able to say, I have followed the Lord fully. I have kept the faith. I finished my course, I followed the Lord fully with my life. Yet today, we all know many who do not follow the Lord fully, like Caleb did. Some turn their back to the world, like Lot's, like Lot's wife, Genesis nineteen twenty six. And some are easily bewitched by the, what the world offers, even though they know and have been taught better, like the Galatians were. Galatians 3, 1 says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth? before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Now, I'm just going to substitute one word for Galatians. I'm just going to just put in Christians. O foolish Christians, who hath bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. It is a foolish thing. It is a very foolish thing to have once been taught the things of the Lord and then turn from them. It is a foolish thing to be a saved person, and then turn from the Lord. You're not fully following the Lord. It's a foolish thing to have the Holy Spirit living within you and turn from the Lord and go after the world. It's a foolish thing to once have been given the truth. You have the truth, and you turn from that and follow the things of the Lord. You don't fully follow God. A very foolish thing to do. The Bible tells us, oh foolish Galatians, or we could apply that to ourselves, oh foolish Christians, you knew the truth, you had the truth, you're saved, and you've turned from it, you've ceased fully following the Lord, you've turned from it, went after the world. That's a very foolish thing for a Christian to do, to turn from the truth and go after a lie. Very foolish thing for a Christian to do. So what, what does following the Lord fully involve? Is to follow Jesus all of your days, and the next point it is to follow after Jesus with all of your heart. Is to follow Jesus for all of your days and it's to follow after Jesus with all of your heart. Caleb followed the Lord fully and wholly with his life. In other words, Caleb followed after the Lord with his whole heart. He didn't have a part of his heart reserved. He said, you know, I'm not going to give this part of my life over to the Lord. I'm not going to give this section of my heart over to the Lord. I'm keeping that for myself, and I'm gonna, I'll give the rest to the Lord, but this one thing, Lord, you can't have. There's one habit you can't have, this one, this one thing you can't have, this one person, this one area, this one, this one thing you can't have, Lord. And I'm, I'll give everything else to you, but it's one thing you can't have. Caleb followed the Lord fully. He followed the Lord with his entire heart. Do we have one little part of our heart that maybe we're not giving over to the Lord? One little part of us that we're not fully following the Lord with? We need to examine ourselves and make sure we don't have that one little part. Make sure we are fully following the Lord. Caleb is a great role model what Jesus called the greatest commandment. Matthew 22, 36, 38 says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Holy follow the Lord, following the Lord fully, following Jesus fully. How about you? Can that be said of you? Do you love the Lord thy God all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind? Are you following the the Lord fully. So what is it? What does following the Lord fully involve? Next, it is to follow Jesus in spite of all the hazards that may come into our life. Caleb followed the Lord fully despite all the dangers that were involved. He followed the Lord fully despite all the dangers that were involved. Caleb was willing to face the giants. He was willing to face the giants because he's following the Lord fully. Numbers 13, tells us, and there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which some of the giants and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. But Caleb was willing to take on the giants. He knew with the Lord on his side. He knew as long as I'm following the Lord fully, the Lord promised us this land, we could take the giants. We can do that. We can get through this. As long as the Lord is on our side. If the Lord promised you something, you can get it. The Lord, the Lord is faithful to his word. The Lord is faithful to his promises. So as long as we have that confidence of fully following the Lord, Caleb was willing to go face the giants of the land. Caleb was willing to face the wrath of his brethren. Caleb was willing to go against the crowd. We have ten spies saying, you know, it's, it's a, a, a great land, but it, we have these giants, there's no way we could take it. We have all these other people here and there, by Jordan, up in the mountains, by the coast. We can't take the land. But Caleb was willing to go against that. He didn't care if 10 of the spies were saying all this to the people. He was willing to go against the 10 spies, willing to go against all that, willing to say, The Lord said we could take it, we could take it, we need to follow the Lord, we need to trust the Lord, we need to go after it. So the Lord was willing to go against... Or excuse me, Caleb was willing to go against the crowd. Are we willing to go against the crowd? Are we willing to go against peer pressure? Are we willing to stand up for what the Lord has said and fully follow the Lord in a matter the obstacle, no matter the peer pressure, no matter the people who are saying negative things against us or, be, or criticizing us, are we willing to go against the crowd and follow the Lord fully? Are we willing to not give up if we're facing extreme pressure? Sometimes some situations in our life can bring extreme pressure. It can, can be extreme situations that uh, it's just hard to get through. You think you're going to give up. You think there's no way I can get through this. There's no way I can do this. It would be easier just to crumble, easier just to not follow the Lord fully, but you determine you're going to follow the Lord fully, come what may. Come the situation, come against the peer pressure, come against what the other crowd is saying, come against maybe what other Christian friends are telling you to do, but you're going to follow the Lord fully. That what Caleb was doing. He was following the Lord fully. He was going against the grain. Numbers 14.10, But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. So they're facing this threat of stoning with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in all the tabernacle of the congregation for all the children of Israel. So Caleb was willing to go against the grain and trust the Lord and follow the Lord fully with his life. Caleb, in his old age, was still willing to face the giants and take a mountain from them. Joshua 14:12. Now therefore, give me this mountain. This is Caleb. Therefore, give me this mountain. He's 85. Wherefore, the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so, be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Total confidence in the Lord. Fully following the Lord gives you total confidence, Lord. Caleb, even at his advanced age, he still had total confidence in the Lord. How did he get that total confidence, Lord? Because he was fully following the Lord. He was following the Lord fully. He was dedicated, his life was dedicated to following the Lord. So he had no reason to doubt the Lord. He saw how the Lord worked in his life time after time after time again. He fully followed the Lord. He recognized the Lord working in his life. Even though he's at advanced age, he was still saying, Give me that mountain. I could we could take those giants. I got the Lord on my side. We can do this. So how can we today, how can we today fully follow the Lord? How can we today fully follow the Lord? First is by keeping our focus on Him, keeping our focus on the Lord. Caleb's faith was in the Lord, not Himself. Caleb's faith was in the Lord, not his circumstances. Caleb's faith was in the Lord, not others. Caleb's faith was in the Lord and the Lord only. That's where our faith needs to be, is in the Lord. Caleb had complete confidence because his faith was in the Lord. His faith wasn't in himself. His faith wasn't in his circumstances. His faith wasn't in his family. His faith wasn't in others. His faith was in the Lord. And that's how Caleb was able to have total confidence because his faith was totally and wholly in the Lord. Numbers 13, 30 tells us, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for you are able. For we are well able to overcome it. Not just able, not just a little bit able, we are well able to overcome to overcome it, this is right when they're giving a report and the people are starting to go against the, re- going, going, listening to the bad report and going against Joshua and Caleb. But he's he still the people, testified before the people, before Moses, said, Let us go up at once, let's possess it. We are well able to overcome it. Full confidence because he's fully following the Lord. So we need to follow Caleb's example and trust in the Lord fully, trust him. He will enable us to do the task he's leading to do. He will enable us to get through situations we think are impossible. We need to fully trust the Lord. Sometimes, sometimes the only option you got really is to fully trust the Lord. Sometimes you're in such a situation that it's just you cannot see how around it. But I'm so thankful in those situations that I am a Christian and I know I could trust in the Lord because I wasn't a Christian in some of those situations. I don't know what I would do. But if a Christian, you can place and you should place your full confidence in the Lord Fully follow the Lord. That way you know the Lord will see you through those situations. So how can we today fully follow the Lord? By keeping our focus on him. Next, by having the right kind of spirit and attitude. By having the right kind of spirit and attitude. I want you look back with me at Numbers 14, verse 24. Notice the wording there. It says, But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Caleb had the right kind of spirit. Caleb didn't have that complaining spirit. Caleb didn't have a negative spirit. Caleb didn't have a, a defeated spirit. Caleb had a positive spirit. Caleb had a trusting spirit. Caleb, Caleb knew because of God we can do this. He had that different kind of spirit because he was fully following God. Caleb was faithful in, 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 in the objection to the faithfulness of the people around him. The people around him were not faithful people around him were negative people around him were speaking of stoning him. But Caleb was faithful. He had another spirit. He had that faithful spirit. He had that confident spirit about him. And the Bible points that out. Because he had another spirit, he wasn't like the other ten. He had a different spirit about him. He had a confident spirit. He had a, a good attitude about the things of the Lord. His spirit was different than the other ten spies who were defeatists. Numbers 13, 31 says, But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, For they are stronger than we. We just can't do it. They're stronger than we. It's a problem I can't overcome. Let's just give up. Let's not try. But Caleb had a different spirit about him. He said, we can do this. We are well able to overcome this. We can go take the land. Let's go now. So they had the ten that were defeated. gave up just like that at the slightest slightest problem. They gave up. But Caleb was not going to give up. He didn't even consider it a problem, really. He just said, we can do this. The Lord's on our side. Let's go. So his spirit was different than that of the spirit of the rest of Israel, who were complainers. You can't Fully follow the Lord and be a complainer at the same time. Numbers 14, 1 to 2. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured or complained against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt. Or would God that we had died in the wilderness. Complainers are defeatists. Complainers don't believe things can get done. Complainers would rather just complain. You can't fully follow the Lord if you are a complainer. We too can be like Caleb and be strengthened by having that different kind of spirit, having that positive spirit, having that good attitude about the things, about about problems, about the things of the Lord, having that good attitude. Don't be the one who is always pessimistic. Don't be that complainer. Don't be the one who's always thinking everything won't work. Well, there's a problem. We might as well just quit that project. That's just not going to work. Oh, well, there's another problem, we just we better just shut that down. That's not gonna work. Don't be the complainer, don't be a pessimist, don't be that defeatist, don't be one who can always find a fault in any situation and then proceed to do nothing to fix a situation. There are people who are good at pointing out problems, but they don't offer a solution. They just complain, 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 and complain. You can't be fully following the Lord if you are a complainer. If you are a Christian, why don't you have a can-do attitude? You're a Christian, you're saved. You have the Holy Spirit living within you. You're serving the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the omnipotent God. Why can't you have a can-do attitude? We can do this. We can find a solution. We can get through this issue. We can get through this problem. The Lord will see me through all of this. The Lord will guide me. Fully follow the Lord. You're fully following the Lord. You can't have a can-do attitude. You should have a can-do attitude if you're fully following the Lord. Ephesians 6, 10-13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. So our next point, what should be our motivation in fully following the Lord? What should be our motivation in fully following the Lord? We should follow the Lord Because it leads to a useful life for him and for others. God was able to use Caleb as a leader in Israel. Numbers 34, 18 and 19. And you shall take one prince of every tribe to divide the land by inheritance. And the names of the men are these, of the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. God was able to use Caleb as a leader. We should follow the Lord because it leads to a useful life for us, for him, a useful life. He will use our life for him, for the things, to accomplish things for him. God was able to use Caleb as a willing servant first to spy out the land and then to divide the land. Then God was able to use Caleb as that leader. You need to be willing to be the servant and that God may eventually use you as that leader. Numbers 14, 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. Are we following the Lord fully? There's many blessings we get by following the Lord fully. There's many positives to following the Lord fully, there's lots of negatives to not following the Lord fully. God has been able to use Caleb even up to this present moment as an example of faith and courage. Even up to this present moment, God is still using the life of Caleb. God is still using the testimony of Caleb to affect lives, to encourage people, to show people they should fully follow the Lord. That should uh, prompt us to want to be that good example for our family, to want to be that good example for our children, to want to be that good example, that when people can look back on it and say, he followed the Lord fully. I know my grandfather, he, I can look back at him, and every report I have of him, my memories of him, is he followed the Lord fully. He was, a, I think he was a deacon for like 30, 40 years in his church. He helped found the church down in Tennessee, and it was just something I was just, he, he was one of the, the families that helped found the church, and it was just something I was just very Excited about to have that, about my, know that about my fully with our life. Numbers thirteen thirty, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, "Let us go up at once, possess it, for we are well able to overcome it." So God was able to use Caleb then and now as a reminder of His justice. Numbers fourteen twenty nine to thirty, your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from twenty years old and upward. Which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephna, and Joshua, the son of Nun. So Caleb is an example of God's justice. God's justice. Example of being a faithful servant of God. Example of God's faithfulness. Example of God's justice. So God was able to use Caleb as an inspiration of service, an inspiration of dedication to him. Dedicating your life to the Lord. It serves as an inspiration for all of us to dedicate our life to the Lord like Caleb did. Caleb never stopped living for the Lord. Even to his old age, he never stopped living for the Lord. Joshua fourteen ten to 12 says, now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, ever since the Lord spake this word unto Moses. While the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, as yet I am as strong this day as I was in a day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain... Wherefore the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so, be the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Faithful to the end. has lived a life of faithfulness, fully following God. So how very useful and important would it be for us to fully follow Jesus today? How very useful and important would it be for us to fully follow Jesus today? We need to so we can be an example for him in our youth, First Timothy four twelve. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, or your lifestyle, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and purity. We need to be example for Jesus in our youth, as well as in our adulthood and in our age as we progress. We need to always be an example. We can be an example if we are fully following the Lord. We need to fully follow Jesus with our life, so we can be useful to the Master. Second Timothy two twenty to twenty two. But in a great house. There are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So shouldn't we all want to be useful for Jesus? Shouldn't we all want our life to be used for Jesus? So we should fully follow Jesus because it leads to a fulfilled and happy life full of blessings. Caleb and Joshua were blessed to enter Canaan land with all the, when all the other spies and all the other Israelites that were of age did not because they died in that 40-year wilderness. Deuteronomy 1, 36, Surely there shall not one of these men of this evil generation see that good land, which I swear to give unto your fathers, save Caleb, the son of Jephna, he shall see it, and to him will I give the land that he hath trodden upon, and to his children, because he hath because he hath wholly followed the Lord. Caleb got the blessings, Caleb got to enter the promised land. The Bible tells us why. Because he hath wholly followed the Lord. Are we wholly following the Lord? Are we fully following the Lord of life? Is there some part of our heart, some part of our life that's not totally turned over, that's not surrendered to him, or are we fully following the Lord? If you want the blessings. In your life that the Lord wants to give you, you need to be fully following the Lord. Caleb received the land located near and around Hebron for his inheritance. Caleb's land, it says, the Bible tells us, had a rest from war. Joshua 14, 15, The name of Hebron before was Kerjatharba, which Arba was a great man among the Anakins, and the land had a rest from war. Caleb got the promised land. Caleb got peace. Caleb's land had a rest from war. Living for the Lord fully blessed Caleb with spiritual blessings. Living for the Lord fully blessed Caleb with physical blessings. Living for the Lord fully led to a peace in Caleb's life. So, where the contemporaries of Caleb did not live for the Lord fully, their lives led to a life full of trials, life full of hardship. Not living for the Lord fully, a life full of trials. They didn't live for the Lord fully, they had a life of hardships. They did not live for the Lord fully, they had a lack of blessings in their life. They did not live for the Lord fully. And in their cases, they cause them to suffer premature death for not living for the Lord fully. So the right choice seems obvious here. You have living for the Lord fully. You get spiritual blessings, physical blessings, peace in your life. Not living for the Lord fully, you get lives full of trials, hardships, life of uh, lack of blessing, and in many cases, premature death for not living for the Lord fully. So the right choice seems obvious. Are we making the right choice? Have you made the right choice with your life? Do you need to make the right choice? Maybe you didn't make the right choice right now, but maybe tonight you need to make the right choice. We need to make that choice to fully follow God with our life, to fully surrender ourselves to God with our life. We need to make sure we are fully following God. We want to get the blessings. Fully follow God. You want to have that peace in your life that passes all understanding. Fully follow God. But if you don't want that, you want trials, you want hardships, you want lack of blessing or possibly premature death, then don't fully follow your God. But his choice seems obvious to me. We should want to fully follow the Lord. So what kind of life does Jesus offer to those who fully follow him today? He offers them a life that experiences love, which passes all understanding. Ephesians 3.19 And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So what kind of life does Jesus offer to those who fully follow him today? A life that experiences peace, which passes our understanding. Philippians 4.7 and the peace of God which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So what does fully following the Lord offer you today? A life that experiences joy that is inexpressible. First Peter 1:8, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though ye have, whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. So much joy you cannot speak, you cannot verbalize, you cannot express how much joy. You can have following the Lord fully in your life. Hey, what does following the Lord fully in your life bring today? A life which our daily needs are provided for. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Our daily needs are provided for. Very great list. Very great blessings for following the Lord fully. A life that experiences love that passes all understanding. A life that experiences peace that passes all understanding. A life that experiences joy that is inexpressible. Life where our daily needs are provided for all for fully following the Lord. So looking at what we just studied and what we just examined, don't you want to live a fulfilled life? Live that life that is fully following the Lord. So in conclusion, use the example of Caleb to inspire you to follow Christ, to fully follow your life, fully follow him with your life. Surrender Him, surrender to Him fully, surrender to His will fully. And make that decision that you're going to fully follow the Lord. Make it a conviction in your life that I'm going to fully follow the Lord. Come what may, I'm not going to vary. I'm not going to falter. No matter the hardships, no matter the problems, I'm going to fully follow the Lord. We need to make that a conviction in our life that we're not going to vary from. That is something foundational to our life. We need to make sure we are going to fully follow the Lord. The positives far outweigh the negatives. We need to make sure we are fully following the Lord with our life. Don't hold anything back. Don't doubt what God can do with your life. God can use your life for things you can never imagine he could possibly use you for. God can use you for that. Caleb and Joshua were the only two out of all the men that survived that 40 years in the wilderness and entered into the promised land. The only two that were able to enter into the promised land. All the others did not enter into the promised land because they did not fully follow the Lord. They did not fully follow the Lord with their life. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on the promised land of your life by not fully following the Lord. Make sure you're yielding the control of your life to the Lord. Make sure you're yielding to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. Be open to that leading of the Holy Spirit and yield to it as soon as it happens. As soon as you get that first conviction, immediately go to the Lord and get there right. Yield to Him immediately. Fully follow the Lord. Don't miss out on the promised land of your life because you're not fully following the Lord. You're not fully yielded to the Lord. Make that decision today to fully follow Christ. Don't take half measures when it comes to your Christian walk. You're going to fully follow the Lord. You're not going to just follow the Lord just a little bit. Fully follow the Lord. Surrender now to fully following Jesus from this point on for the rest of your life.